Welcome back to the podcast, episode three, and today we are here with Elliot. So he's actually accommodating me, and we're in his nice uh, lounge area. So today we're going to go over some topics, topics that you guys have requested on Instagram, topics I've always wanted to ask you. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the video. Yeah, well, I just want to say that I actually don't know at all what questions are coming, which is giving me a huge amount of well, no, not really. I don't really care. It's fine. But it is also the week has started now. So I am in a trade at the same time. And now I'm just about to get asked loads of questions that I don't know what they are. But anyway, hi. Okay, so it is actually the Sunday night. So the markets have actually opened. Um, so let's get into this. I'm ready for the new trading week. So to start off, the basic question, which obviously you're, you're probably expecting. How did you get into Forex trading? You know, How did you hear about it? How did you first realized that I could actually make a career out of this and yeah pretty much what made you want to pursue it rather than just something on the side you actually wanted to make it a full-time career so this one is actually one of my favorite stories and I think it is for most traders so actually uh, anybody that's on my Instagram or that knows me will know that Joel and I are very close and uh, Joel has been trading longer than me which is a is good for me it's not so good for him but it's good for me and actually I used to work in a chip shop so I used to run a chip shop in Canterbury and um, I was good friends with Joel but I hadn't really seen him in a long time anyway ends up sort of going oh should we go for a shisha yeah okay we'll go for shisha and I'm working six days a week at the moment and I'm doing like you know 70 hour weeks or whatever and uh, so we go to the shisha place excuse me Budweiser. anyway so we go to the shisha place and Joel turns up and he's in his Mercedes and he's in like his trackies and he sort of like, you know, walks in with no care in the world. And I'm like, mate, I've just finished a fucking, you know, whatever hour day. Uh, and we sort of just sat and we chatted and, you know, we always got on very well. And I was just sort of like, what what, what do you do? Like, I, didn't, I haven't seen him in ages, like probably like two years. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm trading or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really ask, I, I'm not really, I don't really ask people too many questions and whatever. So I was kind of like, okay. And then uh, I just remember he dropped me off in the Mercedes and I kind of went back into my little room and was like, what the fuck? Like, what am I, I'm not doing this anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and I remember the same night, just logged into a trading view thing and was like, this is it, I'm gonna do it. Um, and obviously at first it starts with like, uh, you know, I want I just, just want the money. I don't care, I just wanna do the money. And then after about a week of like every day sort of looking at charts and being like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, oh, I fucking love this. And I just, I loved having something to put my mind into. And anyway, so that was basically it. It was literally just Joel and his Mercedes. So it's his fault that I've been through all of this stress. And Joel, it's your fault that I've lost so much money over the years as well. So I'll invoice you for that. But um, yeah, it was as simple as that. And and obviously, you know, uh, I knew a few other people that were in it, but doing well. So, you know, when you said, you know, when would you decide you can have a career out of it or whatever, it's because... I was lucky enough that when I was introduced to it, I was introduced to it by people that were actually making money. It wasn't just, uh, um, you know, oh, there's five of us from school and we're all trying this trading thing out. Let's see how it goes. I had someone that, you know, not name any names, that was, you know, turning up in Audi R8s and Lambos. And you're like, well, obviously it works. And then you had Joel that's turning up in his Mercedes and that's not having to work, you know. So my introduction to it was probably the best one you can get. And although I've worked, you know, a lot on myself, the uh, invitation was very welcoming, shall we say. So do you think 
seeing your friends in like these materialistic ways mm. made you also want to you know get rich quick and want to buy those things when you first started so for me i've always loved cars cars are just i when i was younger i used to spend all my money on cars i'd be out driving every day every night whatever it, i think the materialistic things were one thing but i think it was more the fact that they were just doing what they wanted and that's something that i've always wanted to i've always been like that i just don't really like doing what i'm told i don't really like doing anything that i don't want to do you know like a school i got kicked out of school when i was 15 for trying to headbutt a teacher i don't condone that at all it's very not good but um i've just never wanted to do what i was told and, and it, these these are people that they were just not having to go to work even though they're working harder than everyone else let's not get that twisted but you know it's what they want to do joel would come for a shisha then he'd go home and i'd have to go back and get up at eight in the morning to go to work and so it wasn't really the materialistic things the the cars have always my why is cars the only reason i ever want to make any money is for cars and it's stupid but um so that was one thing but it was just the fact that they were doing what they wanted to do and i was like i just want to do what i want to do and that's that's it really so would you say people getting into trading now to just forget about you know making all this money making all this if you don't enjoy it and you don't actually want to wake up and trade don't do it because otherwise you're just getting into it and it's just going to be like any other job you're going to put the hours in every day you're going to have to sit there at the charts every single day or however many days you trade and obviously you are you might get the the rewards of like a lambo all these these chains watches or something like that but then you don't enjoy what you're doing so is it really worth it just to have, like live this forex lifestyle well the funniest thing you said about that was like any other job you know you're doing it like every other dog getting up and getting going there but actually it's the the funniest thing about it is you're you're always declining when you're learning trading you're losing money you're stressed you're not seeing friends you're not going out to do th you know like there's people that we were saying this earlier there's people that have been trading for six years seven years five years four years whatever they don't make any money <clears throat> you you cannot get into trading if it's not something that you fucking love doing and you can get into it so that's not the right way of putting it but you won't last long you really won't last long and, and above all you'll waste your fucking time because like you just said you have to get up every day and look at the charts until you know what you're doing for example if someone takes a few trades a month or if someone t takes 10 trades a day or whatever blah, 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 that can be dependent on what you're doing when you know what you're doing but until you know what you're doing you have to get up every day and look at the charts and try and figure it out and learn it and study and look at all these stupid concepts everywhere and all this stuff and whatever so actually unless you really love it you're there's no chance there's no chance especially when you start losing money like if you go to someone and you say oh give me a thousand pounds and they go why you go well that's, you're going to lose it next week they go oh well, i don't want to lose it next week you know it's, it's just you cannot get i would say you cannot get past six months of fully learning if you don't start really enjoying it and really wanting something out of it and everything comes down to how bad you want it and i'm sure that a few of my questions that i answer today will come down to how bad you want it if there's i don't know what the questions are so i might be completely wrong but if we talk about sleep, it will be that as well. So you mentioned about cutting people off and not having like social life. Did you experience it where you had to cut people off, like friends, family that obviously weren't supporting you or weren't wanting you to actually succeed in trading? They thought it was all a scam. Because I know a lot of people watching the channel are actually younger, like 
maybe like my age or still in school getting into trading young and i get messages people saying their parents don't want them to trade they want them to go get a job they think trading is a scam so what do you say to those people that you know don't have the positive people around them supporting them like lifting them up through the bad times the losing times when obviously they need it the most this one this one is close to my heart this question and i think it actually probably is for most traders i think there's not one well there will be a few but there's not many parents or friends that will go good idea mate off you go you're going to do really well at that you know i've yeah well lucky for you that's great no that is really good that, that you had that but it's like for me i when i when i first started trading the first uh sort of six months of trading i was still in my job and then i left my job i went on holiday with uh family people and i was crying before going back to work i was like i i do not want to do it anyway so i ended up living with my auntie and, and my uncle and my grandparents and stuff for, for about a year and i didn't speak to anyone for seven months not not anyone not friends that i like no one not nothing for for seven months which is a long bloody time mate like honestly it's, it's a it's a long long time and that was because i was like i, I know what i want to do I'm, I'm just gonna go and fucking do it and you know you have a lot of people that they're pissed off that you're doing something in the first place or whatever you know they don't want to see you doing anything different or better they just like you where you are nobody likes seeing someone like if you if you left well it's different because i want you to do well but like if if a general rule if someone got up and was like oh i just made a million pounds i'll see you later they're not going to be like oh good for you man go and enjoy it they'll be like where are you fucking going so you know you get it from all your friends and you get it from family because family are either they want the best for you so they don't want you to go into something risky which is fair enough it's understandable or they just don't again like the idea of you being better than them like i won't say fa which family members not that they might nobody really watch this because i'm on it but i had some family members saying sometimes you'll have to uh understand that you'll never be successful and things like that you know and, or why don't you get a job and you know do you know just stick to that or why don't you get something secure or blah 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 and you have to just you really 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 have to just let it go over and go they won't understand until i'm doing it you have to understand that it's not going to change it's not it's never going to be the thing where you go please try and see this as a good thing that will work well it will never be like that so there's no point in even trying but i think in terms of how should people deal with that you have to understand that that in itself will build you towards being a good trader because there's so many different mental aspects of trading and psychology and resistance and you have to be strong to keep your trading on track and i think that's one of the first lessons that traders get is like having outside people talking shit to you all day and going okay i'm still going to get on the charts actually i'm going to do it and then i understand that sorry granny i love you but shut up you know what i mean um so i think it's it's important to to treat it as a, a test that will benefit you every sort of struggle you go through in trading will benefit you right you know whatever it is losing money is good for you because it teaches you stuff having people talk shit to you about you know trading is good for you because you go home and you go fuck them people man i'm gonna fucking trade my shit. you know what i mean so yeah i think it's uh that <laughs> okay so you ignore all the people that are doubting you pushing negativity towards you but how do you think let's say they've done that they're now on their own path positive people only but they're still like not getting consistency they're still going through the losing periods they're not finding like or seeing any improvements in their trading 
do you suggest that they either like make a change or weather the storm and just slowly slowly improve because obviously it's not really a get rich quick so you might not even get rich in like four or five years you know from a lot of people um so how would you advise them to go about these long losing periods maybe at the start of their journey maybe midway through they've gone through a losing period they don't know how to deal with it how would you advise them to deal with that sort of situation i i think you and this goes back to what we said earlier of do you love trading and and it also already goes back to how bad do you want it because and i've said this on instagram loads of times you you should be prepared to lose for five years no less you should in your head you should be like do you know what in six years time i want to i want to buy a lambo because you could and you know this more than anyone you know you you can make stupid money very quickly but it takes a long time to get to the point where you learn how to do that so I think if you're not prepared to go five years of losing money, you're fucked from the beginning. But I, I think the same the same attitude that you take towards people uh, being negative towards you, whatever, you should apply to your trading. And, and, and when you have those down periods or bad periods, you literally just got to think, this is going to make me stronger or this is going to make me understand the market better or this is going to make me understand myself better. Is The best traders are people that can understand themselves and how, what they're feeling and, and how to use how they're feeling and what's happening to to flip it and do it well and that's like any good trader i've seen can laugh off a situation and and it's not to say that they're not it's not to say that they're insensitive or they're stupid and they don't understand that something's a bad situation but they just realize that you can either be like oh shit this is rubbish or whatever blah, 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 or you can try and change it and it's the same with losing money if you're going to lose money for three years there's nothing you can do about it Apart from obviously, you know, if you're trying your hardest, I mean, obviously, if you're not trying anything, then you, it's not helping. But you have to take everything as a benefit. Like losing, my, I've lost stupid money and cried my eyes out while doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid money. And then, but eventually you laugh. You cry and then you go, <laughs> I just lost 100 grand in a week. I lost a hundred grand in a week, and you you go fucking hell. So if you're if you're at the early stages and you're like, oh, you know, I, I'm on a losing streak, and I've probably over the last six months I've lost five grand. Shut up, get on with it, man. Like, and and if you're if you're doing well, sorry, because it was a two parter. I, I remember now. If you're doing well and you're having a down period, that's normal. It is very normal because. The trading is just completely performance based and there's no way that we can just go around the clock without making mistakes or without burning out or without being tired or without you know over trading at some point or you know I, I know very 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 good traders that have down periods everybody has a down period I have a down period you know won't mention any names but I know, I know someone that is a very 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 good trader that lost two mil blew an account of two million pounds in, and he's been trading for 11-12 years and made stupid money and still you know so it's just it's just part of it and and i think the consistency with trading sorry i'm going on a bit now but that's okay um the consistency of trading is is to a certain extent a myth not that you can't be consistent but there's a expectation that once you reach this point you're going to make money forever and that's it and it's going to be easy peasy same with funded accounts oh once i've got a funded account there you go it's not doesn't work like that moving on to funded accounts actually do you think people getting into trading now obviously when you started trading you didn't have the option to just pay a thousand pounds get two hundred thousand dollar account you keep 90 percent of the profit that wasn't around back when you started but now 
obviously people have that option so the people that use the excuse of undercapitalization they don't have the excuse anymore if if you have the skill set anyone can become a full-time trader anyone can make six figures in trading but why do you think they have such a high failure rate because i saw um some stats that were released that like 0.07 percent of people that take the challenge on a certain prop firm get a payout 0.07 percent so why do you think <laughs> why do you think a majority of people fail is it technicals is it psychology what do you think the reasoning behind this is the reasoning behind it is this well <laughs> in my opinion obviously let's just for the record if you look at the people that are taking the challenges that's where it is because it's like you just said when i when i first started trading there was no chance of that you had to build a track record and then find an investor and then go to them and say i've made this much money for two years which means you have to have been making money for two it's not easy you know um, and all that stuff whereas now any anybody can go and take a challenge and fail so you have the people that are, are way too early in trading to even bother they should be taking like the trial challenges but they're like yeah i'll get funded and blah 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 They'll take one, then they'll take another one because they think, all right, I'll give it two. So they might take a few. But then the worst ones are the people right in the middle where they're almost consistent or they're almost making money, but they're not quite making money. Those guys are the ones that, that, that make up that percentage number because they pay so much money to these prop firms. It is a joke. Imagine, you know, you're, um, you're, you're on your way, you're on your journey and you buy a challenge and you pass your first stage, then you pass your second stage, and then you hit your max daily loss, you're gonna buy another one, right? Because you go, well, I've only just hit my max daily loss, but actually I did pass the first two, so whatever, so you do it again. And then on the second phase, you you, you hit your max loss or something, you know, or whatever, you did another one, because you go, well, the first time I passed both phases, so I can do that. So it, they, they end up, 11, they will continuously buy challenges forever. So the numbers are made up of how many people take the challenges and how many people shouldn't be taking the challenges which is the the problem i think but it's great for the prop firms and it's great for us because if you can make money it doesn't matter like they will pay you well most you know i don't want to say which ones will and won't because i don't know for sure but for people that can trade they're great for people that can't trade you shouldn't even be bothering because if you think about it in the way of yes it was very hard to get that capital back in the day so to speak um but you wouldn't try because you weren't ready for it. Whereas now there's nothing to say you're ready for it or you're not ready for it. So people just do it and it doesn't go very well for most people. So maybe try and do trials first, but people don't think like that. They just go, oh, well, if I pass it, I'll make loads of money. No, you fucking won't. Do you also think that people get affected psych psychologically by having 30 days? They have to, to stick to the rules. They have to make 10%. They have to not lose five percent in a day they can't lose ten percent overall they have all these certain rules which let's say they're trading a demo they're trading a personal account they don't have these restrictions they don't have these uh this criteria which they actually have to meet so do you think that's also another aspect of it where they actually have to perform they spent that money now they have to perform to actually get the account first of all yes they they once you if you spend money on something which is strange because if you put five thousand pounds in a personal account you've also spent money on it but people don't think about it like that everything is psychological in trading every single thing not not one thing you can go 
there's nothing everything is psychology and the whole way the market works works is psychology and it's all designed for people to lose and it is exactly the same as these prop firms and it there is no way on earth that they would help you make money why the fucking hell would they do that it's the same with the affiliate marketers and brokers or whatever you know it doesn't matter who it is the conflict of interest is always going to be massive in the forex industry and you can narrow it down to sometimes going well okay your conflict of interest is 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 there but it actually makes sense for me too so fuck it it's fine but then there's a lot of things that don't make sense so the 30 day thing the 60 day thing it the whole way it's designed is to make it just the hardest it could possibly be to make money out of it and people always say oh you just got this is one that i find interesting right because they people don't understand their own psychology they go oh once you've passed phase one phase two is easy because it's half the yeah so it's like rather than making 10 percent, you gotta make five percent it's the opposite and I, I whether someone individually finds it easier is separate but i'm saying psychologically it's fact that that is the opposite that's why they have the half target because you go oh say it's a fifth 50k account you, you got to make two and a half grand rather than five grand oh, i've only got to make two and a half grand so you trade in like whatever start losing and then oh shit i'm actually now i'm three grand away so now i've got to make the and it, it it plays on your mind and they even give you a longer fucking time to do it they go oh fuck it have 60 days because they know there's no way you're gonna do it unless you really can control your your shit and most people can't so the whole thing is designed for people to lose and that's why I say unless you're ready and you know what you're doing you're just not going to do it even like I, I say I have my hands up. I lost a 50k account I told you earlier lost a 50k account uh, like two weeks ago hit my max daily loss and I, I know what I'm doing most of the time so you know even <laughs> again I know good traders that they they do these challenges and they make some money out of them or they have a few withdrawals and they might lose one and then they do another one and then they'll make the most out of it, it you know it's trading is a battle it's not a just a smooth sailing it's always like there's something to fight back on uh, you know, I'll draw down or okay I've got combat drawdown oh, I'm tired so I've got combat tiredness whatever but these these challenges are just designed for you to lose it's as simple as that and, and everybody decides to take them for the wrong reasons which is oh easy money and there's no such thing in trading it's funny you also said about uh, the phase two actually being harder because obviously I run a mentorship and people in there were saying that they find the phase one really, really easy, mm. that they can make the 10%. Mm. Uh, I think they can pass in like one day. Mm. Phase two, nope. Because they think in their mind, they're like, I just passed this phase one, the hard stage, mm. the so-called hard stage, so quickly, I've only got to make now 5%. Mm. And, and sorry, sorry to, to, to bring it back off you again, but, but actually it's so funny because the other thing is you, get you're closer to making money that's what that's where it matters the first stage is a game oh i've got to try and make 10 percent. Uh, i've still got loads of way to go until i'm making money you're not even thinking about it There's, when you're on stage one you're not thinking about your first payout when you start phase two you're thinking about your first payout you're thinking all right i'll do this and then i'll, I'll go back and i'll make 10 percent, and then i'll get paid out five grand in the month it fucks you it gets you straight away and, and this is the another example of trading is you have to be able to keep that that consistency with your brain and, and manage it and you you have to really play the game because it's, it's like otherwise you get fucked over by oh I've only got to make 5% blah 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 then your psychology gets wiped out by the people that are really they know what they're doing these people that run the prop firms the banks that are trading against us all day they know what they're fucking doing and they don't go 
oh, I've got a payout coming soon, so I'm going to place a stupid trade. You fuck up, they catch you. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, sorry. I don't know if you agree with this, but obviously they have the three stages, don't they? Phase one, phase two, and then funded stage. I personally think it gets progressively harder, like psychologically, because once you've passed the first two, then you think, oh, I passed this. Now I'm a funded trader. Now I get my payout. And then the biggest mistake I see from you know people DMing me, people in my, my group and everything, they don't take their profits. So what they'd be doing is, They'd be up 5%, let's say 100K account. They'd be up 5%, which is five grand, $5,000, or even 10%, $10,000, but they keep trading. So what I've, I know a lot of prop firms, they allow you to change it to like 14 days for your first payout. And you know, let's say you put in a thousand pounds. You put in that thousand pounds, your main mission is to get that back, to get your original investment back and obviously more profit on top of that is just a bonus, isn't it? So let's say you even make 2%, mm. just wait 14 days. Yeah. After the profit split, you've made $1,600 from pretty much nothing. So you made 1,600 from nothing, but they don't want that. They wanna make, they wanna get on the, the leaderboards, let's say. Yeah. They want to get rich quick. They wanna buy a car, they wanna buy a watch within that first month, but they don't realize, okay, if I just take it slow, let me get my refund, let me get my first profit split, go through the process before trying to get rich quick. Cause like I'm, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm, I'd bet money on the amount of people that blow their first account without actually getting a payout is a lot higher than like all the other stages. Because uh, I don't know, obviously you've done prop firms before. I don't know which stage you found the hardest, but you know, even myself personally, I find the first month on the funded a lot harder then trying to meet the criteria of 10% and then 5%, uh, I just find mentally it's a lot more challenging. I don't know if you agree with this. Uh, I, I do, I understand what you're saying completely. I, I personally, I think I find the second stage hardest because once I'm funded, I go, okay, well, I'm not in a rush. And I, but, but I mean, it, it also goes back to like, we, we have different accounts. It's not just the one account. So that helps too, because you can go, okay, well, actually I've, I've got my funded account now. I'm trading my person at the same time. I can withdraw from that in the meantime and go slowly on. The long game is always going to be the best game in trading. And, and it's it's hilarious to me. It's so funny to see all the morons, the fucking idiots that are like, oh, I want to get on the leaderboards. Oh, I want to do this. Like, first of all, you're not going to fucking get on the leaderboard on your first funded account on the first month. You might do. Well done. But like, I know people that are, they laugh at people in the leaderboards because they go, is that it? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're serious fucking money. Like, is that it? Like, what was the guy that recently, like 400K, 400 or 500K from 400K, whatever. Uh, I won't say who, I spoke to a friend of mine and I was like, oh, that's fucking mad, right? He's like, yeah, it's sick, but like, let me know when he makes some real money. So you can focus all day on getting on leaderboards. Someone's always going to be, but there's no point, you know, it, there's no point in competing with anyone or rushing anything or in trying to make, money and like you said people don't even think about the basic principle of getting your money back back in the back in <laughs> back in the day again but you would your main fucking idea was to get your money back because why the fuck not like i don't want to give them away all my money and 60 days of or even if you passed it in 20 days 20 days of work and time they're like yeah okay we'll give you your money back now just wait 14 days like, uh, nah it's all right you have it fucking it's ridiculous so you mentioned about having, you know, more than one account and multiple accounts so you actually trade. 
would you advise people that are funded that have you know maybe one or two funded accounts to run a personal alongside and actually put money into that because obviously as we know things can become regulated things like prop firms could disappear overnight and you kind of just got to make the most of it like what we can now 90 percent profit splits pretty much no risk involved once you got the refund so would you say it's better to either trade a personal alongside or just build that account up for you know worst case scenario prop firms disappear next week the people that just take their profit out spend it don't have that sort of like backup account they're not used to trading their own account they're just going to be stuck because they don't have the experience of actually trading their own real money because obviously trading your own money is always going to be trickier than trading demo money like a lot of the prop firms just demos now so would you say they should maybe take a percentage of their profits from the prop firms put it into their personal compound that over time maybe even use like a trade copier uh, i don't know what you suggest they do to grow a personal account alongside uh i i think the trade copier one won't i mean the trade copy is great of course because you know if you make two grand and you do it across three grand uh three accounts it's six, you know but i th- i think the benefit of having a personal account is what, like you just said is is um experience in trading your own money is difficult is is oh shit that's my money like with these properties there's no there's no you're not even paying anything they pay you back you're not you're not risking anything you're not paying anything and uh it's like this new new fucking generation of like oh i haven't actually got to worry about anything like it's fine so like you said if they if they disappear or get regulated or or you know the government comes and taxes on just those you, you never know do you? you really don't know the government might, might come along and say all prop firm money has to be taxed I think mean, it's probably meant to be anyway, isn't it? But, you know, okay, oops. <laughs> Beep. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, something could change. And then you go, okay, so now I've got to trade my own money because you probably can't get investor money because you haven't got a set track record from your own personal account that you've grown over years and years. And, years. Um, and so you end up just lo- just left with, with your dick in the hand and you don't know what to do. And, and then besides that, first of all, trading actual investor money, it, <sighs> boy is that that's that's a different ball game and then trading your own money under that is also very very difficult and if you come out with only prop firm accounts you really i would i would go as far as say that you really haven't experienced you know you know the old guys in in the, the banks you say if it's demo doesn't count and to a certain extent i think if it's prop firm it doesn't count completely which is interesting it does obviously have psychological things but it they're different psychological effects than they are if you're trading your own money or investor money or whatever. So I think it's very important to have a personal account. And I, I think it's even if you trade it differently. So for example, with, with mine, the prop firm accounts are high risk because the risk is lower you know, fundamentally. So you're just like, well, I haven't got any risk. You know, I'll give my money back. Let's just fucking go for it. And if I make 20 grand, I make 20 grand. If I don't. Whereas your personal, you can just practice your psychology and 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 looking after it and you know treating it well and trying to grow it and having a good track record from it and there's so many benefits that people really should be going through these phases and they don't sometimes because they're like well i've got prop firm money i don't need it or you know why would i risk my own money but if you're worried about risking your own money you're not you're not you can't trade can you shouldn't be trading if you're going oh, oh I don't know if I'm gonna, you know or you should be trading you should be learning but you're not at the point you think you are so yeah I think it's just important to have different accounts different accounts for different things less risk higher risk or 
one for withdrawing one for compounding and and different types as well to get that that mental all-round understanding of how everything works and you know experience so that when something does change which it does a lot in this industry like we were just talking earlier about when leverage change it's like oh you can't have 500 to 1 anymore you can only have 30 to 1 and a lot of people were like oh i can't trade with 30 to 1 you fucking can shut up you know but this is what i mean you don't know when this is going to change and you need to be able to, to to be ready for it and and that experience will help you to go okay well that's changed that's fine i can do that i've, I've seen that before or i know i know what i need to do for that and yeah okay ready you can have it back now going back on your point there i saw online someone recently uh, it might have been twitter or something someone was mentioning about these traders that saying they're like a million in funded or 400k funded trader but you're not actually trading with that amount of money because let's say you it's your only like source of income is a prop firm and your phone breaks or let's say your car breaks down you need to buy a new car 20 grand let's say you can't withdraw that from a prop firm whenever you want the money is not actually yours you have to wait a month to get your money so it's it's literally not it's not even proper trading if you think about it i mean i mean technically it is trading because you get paid for it but it's not actually trading firstly their demo accounts which like you said they don't count i could open any mt4 account and saying oh i'm making this much money until you actually get that payout you haven't made that money whereas if it's a live account like a real personal account as soon as you've made that profit you can withdraw that yeah. that can go straight to your bank the next day yeah. or the same day yeah. and like you said about the leverage change mm. the like the markets the the whole like forex industry mm. everything's changing so quick yeah. like five years ago they weren't prop firms yeah. what's that gonna be in five years that like that. Mm. and now suddenly there's a new one every single week yeah. they're all trying to make as much money as possible and obviously they're succeeding people are making money from it you know people are making like like you said recently that guy that made when i 500k from a prop firm what was that a thousand pound investment making 500 grand i mean got yeah got the refund <laughs> <laughs> so do you think people should just make the most of it while they can you know i mean it could be around forever but you know, obviously you never know do you think people should just make the most of it try i wouldn't say try and make as much as you can because that just force people to trade too much over risk blow even more prop firm accounts so but to people just make the most of it and just do it while it while they can and use that money to obviously build out your own personal account yes they should and, and, and you're right you're right in all of that and and even when someone says oh i, I i'm 100k funded that's 10 grand mate it's not 100 grand so like go and put 10 grand in your own personal account uh so shut up then you know what i mean anyway but yeah you should definitely make the most of it while it's there and you should definitely like we just said a minute ago have your personal account but it the the, the whole finance industry changes all the time there is no such thing as oh let's 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 do this and make money and we'll just do it again and again and again and again and again of course to a certain extent you do that's what you do you do your job and it, and it works but everything changes all the time the stocks change the the prices of stuff changes every single thing in trading changes all the time the price of stuff changes the the regulations change the economic situations change the the fucking everything changes all the time so your your 
your job as a trader is opportunity, is to take opportunities and make money out of opportunity. Opportunity being a key word because it's not just there, it has to present itself and then you take it. So prop firms are an opportunity. You make the most of it. And then if they're still here in five years, then carry on making the most of it. You know, fuck it, it doesn't matter. But if it changes, it's part of the industry. It's not, it's not gonna put me off once. If, if prop firms disappear tomorrow, I'm a trade my personal, or I might even think about getting investor money, you know, which I don't have at the moment, but because you don't need it. Why would you go and have a meeting and then, you know, be up at night having heart palpitations because you've just lost five grand of some Arab fucking millionaire's money who's going to send people to kill you, you know? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you should always make the most of stuff in trading and you really need to understand that nothing is... is what you said, you have to wait for them to pay you. Our job is not a job where they, someone's going to pay you at the end of the month, like like that is, you know. So that's very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. Because even like it, with the analogy you used, if you come along and you go, oh, my phone's broken, I need to withdraw money from my personal account, you've got to hope that you didn't blow that account the day before or you didn't lose two grand and now you can't withdraw. You know, so there's always risks and things are always changing you just got to make the most of it when it's there and be prepared for change because that's your job your job is to prepare for change if you're if you're in a buy and the structure changes and it switches to a sell you got to be prepared to sell it otherwise you're going to lose money simple as that so the whole industry is no different from your actual job everything changes and you got to adapt with it and if you don't you get fucked up and you get left behind and there's other people that are quick and they will be there making the money like with covid so i'm going to rant a little bit now but with covid when COVID came, I remember that, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you saw the markets, but that Sunday they released it, gaps, gaps that you've never seen before in your life. And I was on the phone to Joel, what the fuck is going, this is mental, you know, and you could feel that things had fucking changed and it was scary. I don't know, for some people it wasn't so scary, but for, for us it was like, GA just gapped 400 pips, like, or, you know, I don't know what it was, but it was something ridiculous. And you can feel the change and you go, fucking hell. And uh, if I'm really honest, that year that that happened, I did not make a single penny. Not one. I was working every single day. I was still trading. I was still trying to make money. When I look back at the end of the year, I made nothing. And then you had other people that were quick and they made fucking millions in the first few months of trading because things were zooming around. But they were, they, they're used to it. They're fucking, you know, so... The whole industry is who who can keep up and who can take opportunities and who can, you know, make money out of those opportunities and that's everything. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember during those, like, I think it was March 22nd, wasn't it? When they, like the lockdown and stuff got announced. So I remember I was, it was like my first few months trading on a live account. <laughs> and oh my God, you wake up in the middle of the night and it'd been like a flash crash something happened in New Zealand in the middle of Asia session or something and the markets dropped 400 pips gone straight back up yeah, yeah. and the slippage oh my god crazy, yeah it was a crazy time but the thing is the people that oh, I bet a lot of people quit trading during that time they probably lost their accounts um, obviously FTMO was about then as well so there was obviously probably a lot of people blowing that as well but like you said you just got to adapt to it it's like the market conditions now aren't gonna be the same as in five years. It's always gonna be changing. Same with like the prop firms like you talked about, constantly changing. Um, is that kind of something you've developed with your strategy also? Sort of from those sort of times, did you have to 
change your whole approach to trading because obviously before the pandemic and the virus and everything you could obviously get away with i remember you saying earlier like training with no stop losses which obviously you guys shouldn't do but (laughs) and obviously now you said you have to use them so your training has obviously changed quite a lot since then is that something you've had to or had to evaluate in that time when you said you didn't make a penny you had to like look back and be like okay what am i what do i have to do different here what do i have to change in my trading to actually start getting the results i was getting before the um so first of all i took i took a, a year off trading which was purely psychological it was i couldn't do it i could not do it imagine working every i mean some people did as people were stronger than me or faster whatever i wasn't i wasn't there with it but every day trying to make money stressed and these are personal accounts man these aren't funded accounts these are like they they matter and you're you're trying your best you're scared about it or whatever and uh i ended up having to take it almost a year and a half off just because my psychology was just just shot it was fucked i went and tried to start a business um bought another uh food trailer for starting you know i just was like right i'll go and do other things and in the meantime um and obviously uh you know there's still people that i was in touch with that were still trading so every once in a while like how's how's things how's it getting on and i remember it came back to a time where people were like yeah markets are back now bro they're good they're fine they they weren't people were just like yeah yeah, be right mate yeah but um mostly they were back and i and i came came back so to speak to trading very very carefully very very i was scared shitless i'll be honest i was scared shit you know you you take a year and a half off and the last memory you have of trading is a year of stress and not making any money very difficult to go back into it and go yeah i can do this you know what i mean you kind of you kind of go fuck it i'm gonna do it but i don't think it's gonna you know anyway so i came back and obviously the first thing was well i'm fucking using stop losses and that's gonna change um and my approach became i used a i used a demo for three weeks four weeks something like that and i just sort of traded how i did before and then i was taking note of what was different or how things were reacting certain certain things in the market will will um like you said they do they do move they do shift and even if it's really slightly if you if you have like me where you had a you know two years so to speak in between your last trade and your first trade you do notice that, that things have slightly changed over time whereas when you're trading a lot you might not notice it very much because it's just you're moving with it so there'd be certain things that on the demo i'd take these trades as i would have before in my head you know what i thought was normal for me and i'd be like oh that's that would have hit my stop or that would have, you know that's reacted differently to what i expected and then i sort of just adjusted it as you go but i think this is the thing in in like my strategy now if the market so, so the it's people need to understand if enough people made money from forex it would change drastically because the only reason it's there is because so many people lose money otherwise it wouldn't be an industry in the first place because it's for the, the banks make the money out of us so if enough people started making money the whole thing would change so you you have to be able to go my strategy works for now but i have to be ready for it to not work because it doesn't mean that it will always work if you go back in uh, yeah i'm not going to say too much because i'm getting trouble but yeah you, you should you should always be able to change your your thing and you should always be evaluating it as well it's the, it's the same with everything in life you should be evaluating your friendships your 
work balance, your sleep, your, <laughs> uh, you know, your your diet, your whatever. I mean, I, you know, there's certain things that people we, we care about and don't care about, but you should evaluate everything and that should be your trading too. If Especially if it's your income, it's your livelihood. So why would you go, yeah, I'm just going to carry on trading as I will. And, you know, if I, if I start making losses, eh, it'll be fine. It's just going to change. No, man, you have to really look at shit and figure out what's going on all the time. And even if things are going right, you go, cool. Why is it going right? Because you can forget. And this is another thing. People don't know how to make money. Is They'll start making money. And rather than going, okay, I've made money here. So let me just look at what I did and, and take note of that. Really, why did I just make money here? They won't fucking do it. They'll be like, oh, I've made money. Carry on. And then they start losing money. Anyway, I'm going off on one. Here you go. So you said that you were sort of like noticing changes in the markets and like taking notes about it. I, I know we spoke about it as off camera earlier and you said that you don't journal your trades yeah. I just wanted to know like do you think like from the start of your trading if you journaled all your setups all the trades you've taken and you like collected all that data and you could I'd say you could visibly see the changes more clearly you know where you're winning more on a certain pair you're winning more on certain setups certain stop loss sizes certain times days of the week do you think that would have you know helped your trading and do you think it's something that you're going to maybe start to do you know start journaling your trades taking screenshots before and after all in the journal yeah. all in one place yeah. is that something that you'd uh, be interested in doing yes uh, reluctantly but yes I, I I I did journal when I first started trading I did journal a lot all the time every day all day what trade am I taking what pair is it what time is it how am I feeling at the beginning of the trade how am I thinking during the trade how am I thinking after? how do I feel you know okay if I was scared how did i react did i close my trade you know all of it the whole thing before and afters every single thing yeah you know all the time um did that for quite a while and i don't haven't really thought about this before now but the logic that i've had the last sort of period where i haven't been journaling is i'm building my intuition i know that i i don't know if it's logical or not but to my to me it makes sense because i'm not journaling so that i'm learning by feeling it and and just I might be an idiot do you know what I mean I don't know I might be an idiot but but for me it's it's like journaling will will improve anything massively it's you can't argue with it same as sleep um but if I start journaling in a year's time which is actually roughly what my idea is is probably like towards the beginning of next year is to start journaling and there's a few things that I'm going to change this is what I mean you, you think about it and you analyze it and you think what am I going to do next year what am I going to do in six months time so I will start journaling but in my head if I start journaling in six months time it's going to be way more beneficial because I've done however long without it and I'm doing fine doing all right you know without being twat but um so my intuition is, is brilliant I don't I don't need to journal to keep myself where I am now if that makes sense to improve, yes, I think it would be very beneficial. And I think that I would probably struggle to, you know, go to a different level without journaling and really digging a little bit deeper into myself. Because we all dig deep into ourselves as traders when you're early on. And I think it's one of those things that you really benefit from as a trader is digging into your life and it applies to everything. Um, so I think to get to the next level, I definitely would need to do that again because you get to a point and you sort of maintain it and you go right I'm, I'm good here I'm good here I'm good here and if you want to go to the next level you're going to go right I need to pick myself apart and go how can I 
get there. So yeah, I think I would um, soon be be journaling more. And I was actually talking to Joel about it a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told you earlier off camera, but we were saying the same thing. We were saying, <laughs> we were actually laughing. This is what we were, uh, we're very, uh, I'd speak for him as well, but we were laughing about it going, imagine, imagine if we journaled we would do really well. Like, you know, that's how, that's how stupid we are. You know, we're going, mate, we'd do so well if we journaled. <laughs> and then we just carry on and go and have a cigarette and forget about it. So yeah, at some point there's going to be another, another level coming and it will be including things like journaling and, and, and marking up trades and making records of trades and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. That will come at some point. Do you not think, obviously, if you're planning to do it, would not just be better to start now? Because then, let's say, let's say you're starting in, let's say, January. But then you're kind of just putting it off that whole, that whole, however many months it is, like five months. And if you started now, obviously you're going to, by the time you get to January, you're going to know exactly what is going to benefit you. Like what type of journaling is going to benefit you. You probably already know because you did it at the start. But getting used to doing it every day, putting it into your routine, because obviously you're going to have five extra months of data five extra months of chart work, when to enter, notes, how you're feeling, how did this losing streak affect you? Did you bounce back after the losing streak? The, that sort of thing. And also you said about leveling up your trading. What, what do you think the next level could be? Would it be like capital wise? Would it be performance wise, lifestyle wise? What sort of thing would you class as like the next level? I'm going to do a two-parter, I'm going to do a two-parter. So the first one was, uh, why would I not start now journaling? Why would I start in five months? Because at the moment, I'm collecting different data. And this is like, anybody that's on my Instagram will know the sleep stuff is all part of a bigger, uh, you know, is, <laughs> I don't know how much to go into that on this question, but I'm, I'm, I'm testing myself on resilience. I'm testing myself on psychology. I'm testing myself on how how hard can I go like so you know the three hours of sleep a night every every night throughout the week is, is a test right and we we get to the, we, we, we I'm doing sleep today I'm doing sleep today on this because I can't hold it anymore but um so so that's the other it's um like we said every, everything is analyzed and everything is planned and and the the waiting to journal is is also planned it's what I'm doing now, I don't want to have a safety net. I don't want to, it goes back to having two years off as well, because when you've had a long time off, you forget what your limits are. I don't know how much stress I can take through a day, because the last time I did that was two years ago, so I don't know what my threshold is for stress. I don't know, you know, how um, I would manage if I needed to switch in a trade, you know. So basically, so to speak, I'm doing everything raw at the moment and just testing my psychology, testing my intuition, testing my knowledge, testing how hard I can push myself. And then when I've got the, okay, that is that is the, the bottom, that is what I can do. And at the moment, this is the top. So for example, can I go a month on three hours of sleep a night? No, I can't. And I'm learning, you know, I'm reminding myself of that. Um, so it's the same thing. So so once I've figured out the top and the bottom, that's when I start journaling in my head. I don't know if I'm mental. I might be wrong. I might, someone might look at this and go, you're an idiot. It's not going to make any difference. But to me, it makes sense. When I start journaling, it's going to have a... Uh, I, I'm going to be ready for it. And I'm going to be like, right, if I, if I keep how I am now, 
and I go right that's my, that's my limit and that's that's the least I should be doing when I start journaling I can base I can not base it but you know I can kind of form it off of that and go right you know you can sleep two hours a night for a week so in the journal you go slept for five hours today what the fuck am I doing you lazy bitch you know what I mean it, does that make sense yeah. it's it's I don't know if it's you know logical or not but it's it's testing that raw intuition first and then applying it properly where it should be applied to because at the end of the day that's your fundamentals it's like uh, Kobe Bryant practicing um dribbling for three hours in the in the gym and you're like why is he practicing dribbling he's an NBA player he knows how to dribble but the only reason that he's so good is because his his basic shit is amazing so you know when I'm trading and my my intuition is amazing without a journal imagine how it's going to be when I journal it's going to be unbelievable anyway so that's the first part of the question the second one was um what's the next level right so at the moment, and this is gonna, I'm gonna be transparent here, and uh, you're all very lucky, because I don't like being transparent very much. No, I do, I'm quite good at trying. But my psychology has always been my problem, because I love risk. So I'll, you know, fucking, fuck it, man. Ah, and I'll get stressed all day, and I'm like, oh, this is great fun. You know, it's, it's really bad for trading, but it's also very fun. Um, but my psychology has always been my problem, and I've had very, very, very good traders that I've said, what do you think of my trading? And they've gone, your trading is amazing. Your psychology is shit, <laughs> which is always fun to hear, of course, but um, it's true. And I think my, at the moment, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm doing the raw stuff. I'm trying to figure out where my psychology is and intuition and blah, blah, blah. But I'm also trying to figure out my, my, my win rates uh, on paper because then you go, well, I mean, not being an idiot, but I think I've probably called nine out of ten trades right in the last three weeks and you know they're on telegram so if i'm wrong someone can fucking tell me but um so why why have i not made a hundred grand last in the last three weeks it doesn't make any sense like if you're calling nine out of ten trades you should be like yeah but my psychology is where i suffer and i will i will call things right but i, I might still close a little bit early the only reason i do so well is because i do call so much right at the moment doesn't mean i always do but you know, I do have those periods where I call so much right, but I close early or, you know, I, I, I switch and then I have to switch back and it costs me, a, you know, when you switch for me, when I switch, it's at a bad price. So if I'm, bu if I'm buying something and then I'm, I'm like, okay, I want to switch to a sell, I usually switch like fucking in heavy drawdown and then it costs me a lot of money. So there's loads of tweaks that need to be done. And I think the next level for me would be applying everything that, it's, it's like bringing a street fighter off the street and getting them in a gym properly and going right your punches knock people out that's great but now can you actually practice you know what i mean that's that's to me that's what the next level is and it's like we said earlier you know not using stop losses and just being a cowboy and it's like do you journal nah you know which is all very cool i think you know, it makes it makes you sound cool but the the next level of people that are like you know you're not doing things as great as you should be doing and could be doing so that to me is the next level does that make sense is that a good answer yeah because you um you mentioned about having like set out do you think it would improve like your trading wise if you had like a set rule for each trade so you said about closing early like what i personally do well, I never used to do, but recently I've started like adding into it. Don't tell into them, man. <laughs> Don't tell them, man. <laughs> yeah, join the mentorship. Yeah, 
<laughs> little promo <laughs> but what i've started doing is i only exit a trade if i see this happen so i have set criteria for if i see these let's say five things i'll enter the trade if i only see four i'm not entering the trade let's say it's a perfect setup but it's in the wrong session i'm not gonna enter the trade or let's say i don't trade mondays perfect setup i'm not gonna enter the trade but a lot of people make the mistake where they they see the perfect setup and they don't want to miss out so they get that that fomo they want to be in the trade but with what i do is is again in like the journaling thing you've got at the top i have like five things which i have to see for a trade so then when you're you could, maybe you go to your setup for the day to start trading it's always there you're always seeing okay i need these things to enter a trade I need the, I need to see these exact things to close a trade early, because the way I think about it is, my stop loss is there for a reason. That means the trade is no longer valid. My entry was there for a reason. That's where I see price obviously going from, and then your target's there for a reason, because that's where you see obviously price going to. So that's how because I used to do the same, like the closing early thing. It was holding me back. Like it doesn't seem like a lot. Let's say you close half a percent. Yeah, over, let's say you do that 10 times, over 10 winners, 5%. Yeah, yeah. On a, let's say, a 200 grand account, that's yeah. that's 10 grand. You missed out on 10 grand just from missing out half a percent. And obviously it all adds up, let's say over a year, you could have lost, yeah. it could have been six figures easily. Exactly. So that's the way I've personally improved, like the psychology-wise. But would you also say, because you mentioned the psychology is holding you back, but you're still making decent money, you know, you're still making a decent living, uh, so would you say, if you sorted out the psychology, because technically you're fine, like the technicals and stuff, but I don't know if you think the same as like a lot of the traders where they say psychology is the most important part of trading. So it's like 90% of trading is psychology. So do you think if you sorted that out, then your trading would just go through the roof? Because you've got the rest of it sorted and you only need now the 90% uh, to improve to then bring you to the next level do you think that's the kind of the thing that's holding you back I, I would just like to say that sorting out is a very strong word it's not that bad it is good my psychology is very good it's not um, it's, it's, it's not at the place where it, it has been in the past where I do close early a lot it's not I'm just just for the record it's actually pretty good at the moment I don't close that early a lot of time but it, it still could be improved um, so there was one thing you said in there that was about uh, you know, needing to see certain things in a trade, and you know, if I did that, or whatever. My my um, the the way that I trade is very very fluid, and the way that the the everybody trades does everybody trade differently. Most people do trade in different ways to each other, um, but there's a few people that I know that we all trade very similarly, and we're very fluid with the market. We're very adaptable and we'll we'll switch and we'll sell and we'll buy and it works very well the thing with stop losses for example why i never used to have stop losses is because your five thing is is very useful very clever because then you haven't got to combat that during the time that's very important you haven't got to go ha ah, figure it all out you're like right one two three four five one two three four five you know it's, it's pretty good um the issue with it is not that there's an issue with it my rebuttal to it for me is that I have 
like I said, I think I said to you on uh, Aussie CAD because I'm in an Aussie CAD. Well, I don't know, it might be stop loss by now, but um, I was in an Aussie CAD trade earlier. Um, and sometimes, if I have a stop loss somewhere, and this is kind, I kind of giving away a little bit of trading here. But if I have a stop loss somewhere, it's because it the price doesn't need to take any more orders towards it. Does that make sense? But the the market is moving all the time, and and just because in the beginning of London session it didn't need to take more orders it doesn't mean that by the end of London session it doesn't need to take it, it, it you know what I'm saying so sometimes my stop loss might be there and then the way that price will play out a bit I'll go I think we need to push down further before we go up right so I'll move my stop loss it will come down and I'll add to it and then it will go up so it's a very fluid way of trading and it's very different and to a certain extent you could say both of them work very well because if you had your five rules, whatever, you, you know that your risk is very calculated. You know that you know, you're not gonna add a position at a way lower price than you would have liked to, like I do and, and whatever then it um but at some points you might also miss out on a trade. It might not be part of your strategy, so it's it's not a bad thing. But me and Joel and, you know, whoever, we catch more than most people because we're very like trying to we understand the market and the way it moves and where the orders are going um i've sort of gone off topic here i think i can't remember what the second part of it was yes uh <laughs> yeah the the other question that you do asked was would my psychology level it up completely and, and yeah it would it it really really would but my my psychology is very very strong because i don't care if that makes sense like, i'm very very capable of being you know, what two weeks ago we were mentioning earlier that I was in that Aussie dollar trade that's like minus 14 grand in drawdown which to some people is nothing but to me it's still a lot of money I would I would consider that a heavy hold right uh, woke up in the morning minus 17 grand fuck's sake alright I'll get up and go and have a coffee like it's good my psychology is very resilient uh, the only problem with that is it's, it's also very cowboy like you know it is, it is kind of like uh, I'm down 17 grand oh, fuck you, you know, I'm going to have a cigarette it's fine doesn't matter whereas maybe I should be a bit more okay well I shouldn't be in that much drawdown that's a lot of drawdown you know. so there's a lot of things that can be improved and I think like we said earlier everything is psychology and if you would like to that I have a video on my YouTube channel that's talking about that and saying that actually psychology is your job which I think is very true I don't think that trading is difficult I don't think it's difficult at all. I think if you didn't have any emotions, it would be fucking piss easy. And, you know, this is why even the really top dogs, they still combat emotions. This whole thing of like, oh, you know, you've got to be emotionless. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. You can be a very, very good person at combating them. You can wake up and go, I'm in a trade. It's in drawdown. Okay, fine. And then carry on. But those emotions are still there. You're not, you're not, you don't go robot. It, never, it doesn't work like that. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but in my opinion, that's how I see it. But um, yeah, I, I think that psychology is your it is the only thing in trading that matters. It, it, it really, it, you could give someone we could sit here now, and someone could come in, and you could teach them to trade in two hours. I could, we could do that. I could do that, man. I, I, I honestly, I could teach them to trade in two hours. I could say, this is what you, and I've done it. I have actually had someone before and gone. This is what I look at. This is exactly what I do to trade, and they've gone right, and and they've sat there on a demo account and made 20 grand because they don't care. They haven't got any emotion to it. It doesn't mean anything. They're like, oh, Elliot said do this, so I do this. Boom, 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 boom. You know, imagine if you could do that and take your own emotions out of it. Can you do this for me? You know, be sick. 
Um, but then you have to do your job, which is psychology. And it's, that's the whole, that's all it is. It's like uh, some certain someone we mentioned earlier that, that is releasing the psychological content. Fucking well done. It's, it's perfect because nobody, there's also a conflict of interest is why people don't talk about it too much because what, again, we don't want traders to make money. Nobody in the industry wants a trader to make money apart from that trader. Simple as that. Like, if you make one, I don't care. It's not going to me, you know, so not in a horrible way. But, you know, so this is the, the you know, the psychological side of trading is not talked about enough. No way near. It's like, have a good morning routine, have a coffee and journal. That's not even 0.02% of your psychological. Okay, what about changing your chart colors when you're burnt out? People don't even, you know, Joel and I do that frequently. If you if you need to refresh your brain, you change your chart colors. Okay, cool. People don't even think about it. You know, you you. there's loads of others. I'm not going to go into them now. You, you have to pay me for that. But, you know, psychology is will change the level that you're at. And so for me, it will always be the thing that I need to combat or change to go to the next level. You know, and there's certain people that, and I always refer to people because I'm not the best but I do know good people that are traders, so I've learned from them, so that's why I say people I know. And there's certain people I know that have um, got a ridiculous psychology, and they make stupid money, and it's not hard to correlate the two, and go, well, actually, you can handle your emotions like a fucking animal, and you make loads of money. It's simple as that. It's not very hard to figure out. So, yes. So would you say because people obviously neglect it, like learning their psychology, improving it, that's why there's not content on it because because I've made videos on my channel and you've probably seen it too because obviously you've done the videos if you talk about psychology if you talk about how to improve your mindset improve your emotions people don't want to watch it people aren't interested in how to improve a psychology during a trade how to improve a psychology before a trade how to remove fear of entering fear of missing out all these things you know I've done videos on the channel and if you've watched them Fair play because obviously you're actually quite serious about trading. But the, if I did a video the day after, five thousand pound withdrawal live trading, five times the views, you get more likes, comments, I gain more subscribers. But people, I think the main reason is people just don't want to actually learn. They just want to find that that holy grail, the the, the indicator, the technical confluence that's gonna you know make them all this money but they don't realize that technicals are so easy literally like you said you could just teach anyone it's like uh, I don't know if you've seen an ad or not where he taught his gardener how to trade <laughs> you know and I think that is it's actually that simple like technical wise you probably could do that but if you've actually got your real money on the line if you know that if you don't make profit this month you're not going to be able to pay your bills. You're not going to be able to pay your expenses. That's when it starts to affect you. Mm. And moving on a little bit from that, mm. do you think a trader that's trying to go full time mm. should like maintain their job or maintain like a part time job maybe mm. to fall back on? Because trading, you could have. Let's say you go full time, and you don't have like huge savings. You don't have huge capital you've got to make profit every single month. You've got to perform every single month. You can't have those bad months because how are you gonna pay your bills? How are you gonna pay for your kids, let's say? So would you say people should have like, I don't know, a year's savings or still have other sources of income that 
you know they can fall back on if they have a losing month if they have like we said before the phone issue your car breaks down you need that money so do you think people should i know they want to be like a full-time trader but it takes a long time to actually get to a level where you can solely live off trading income um so what do you think the best sort of way people can combat that is i i actually had this conversation with uh, a guy that's in my group that was up here this week and he's he's in that last bit of I want to go full time but I don't feel like I'm quite ready or whatever and he said I want three months of bills behind me and I said you need more man you need at least six six is even still like to me nerve wracking but I mean I, I did it stupidly I, I just left my but, but not stupidly I I mentally I couldn't be at my job anymore I was, I, it was just depressing me it was disgusting uh, I just left and luckily for me I had family members to stay at and I got a job at a, a, a vegan food stand of all places it was great fun though if you know, they were great people but um the longer you can stay in your job there's a there's a there's a difficult thing because when you're at work you struggle to find time for trading right so that's like the main problem is you'll have like in my group i have some people that, that work a lot and they come back and they go i was at work today so i missed this trade or you know i was at work today so i couldn't close it or you know whatever and it is a problem i do understand that i think that it, it is genuinely a problem of not having that time um, but I think if you can manage to do it, the longer you can have a steady income, the better. And even if, if it's part-time, like you said, and then you sp so say, for example, you work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at a, at a job, and then you go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, trading. Great, cool. Um, but I think, yeah, you, you should always have a safety net of some sort. And, you know, a lot of traders don't because we're very, we are how we are. We're very like, ah, you know, and even me, like I, I went into trading with fuck all and, you know, I used to put 300 pounds, I used to get paid 300 pounds a week, put it in a trading account, blow it, put it in a trading account, blow it, put it in a trading account, blow it. And then I left and it's like, okay, well, so what are you gonna live on? I, I don't, I haven't got a fucking clue, but there's a, there's a, the interesting thing is sometimes you have to jump, don't you? And that's, you know, it's very motivational. You see it in all these videos, but it's true. Sometimes you, you know, you can be like, oh, I'm, I'm at work, I'm nearly full time. And you stay in that place for ages because you're scared of going full time. And then you might be ready to go full time. You don't know. I'm not saying that I was, but sometimes you do have to go, right, if I take away option B, I will have option A. You know, so if I go, right, if I leave my job, I have to focus on trading. I have to make my psychology good. I have to be careful of my rules. I have to be careful of my money. I have to save. I have to, you know, set my bill money aside. I have to withdraw it. All these different things. If you put yourself in that position where that is what you have to do, you will do it you will fucking do it if the option is go full-time and make money or go full-time and go homeless 90 percent of the time you will make money because it's human i mean yeah this isn't another thing but i think you should stay in your job for as long as you can until you really need the time if you're at a good enough place where the time is now causing a problem for you your trading is good but i don't have the time to do it then it makes sense, right? So, okay, okay, I need to have more time for trading. So you can go part-time. Then you go part-time and you go, right. So on Thursday and Friday, I'm making money. I'm doing right. Okay, so let's go full-time. Let's fucking do it. I think there's a way of doing it that's clever. And I think most people probably won't do that because it's just not in a trader's nature, to so to speak. But it should be. It's the same thing as, you know, the smartest and fastest ones, who the ones that go the further, furthest, the, the people that will go, yeah, fuck it. I'll work nights on, on the weekend because it will fund my trading account. They're the ones that they'll do well, you know? 
and it comes down to that resilience again and how bad do you want it people will go oh, I'm going to bed at 11 o'clock and you're like okay so do you not want to make money then and they're like well yeah but I'm tired Will and they're not saying it's you but but it's the same thing with people you know people will finish a 9 to 5 I say 9 to 5 say, say they finish work at 7 o'clock in the evening oh I can't do anything now I've got to go and have a shower and then get you know sort of dressed again that takes me an hour then I've got to eat that's another hour it's like oh it's 9 o'clock and then I've got to watch Love Island that's another hour okay so now it's 11 o'clock I've got to go to bed you, you, you're wasting the whole fucking and this this is the problem how bad do you want it I know people that when I was at the chip shop when I first started learning to trade obviously I was working 70 hours a week so when did you trade I'd come home from from the chip shop at 7 I'd go and shower I at the beginning of the week I'd go to Tesco's and I'd buy five one pound microwave meals for the week that's it when I'm in the shower put that in the microwave come out of the shower sit down with your food and your laptop and trade until four in the morning and then get up at seven go to work finish at seven trade until four in the morning like yes I was fucking shattered and, and yes it took a massive toll but how bad do you want it bro do you want it or not like you, you're gonna go to sleep or you're gonna you know and it's different if you get to a certain level where you go sorry Elliot I don't need to go I don't need to stay up <laughs> so fuck off like you know shut up I'll make 10 grand a month it's fine um, then yeah it's cool but it's still everybody's different but um yeah I think the full time thing it, you really have to find what works for you individually and think about it smartly as if it's not your life you know and think right if someone else came to me and said what should I do here what advice would you give them and, and go okay cool I'll do it then because most people you'll go what should I do I should stay part time I should work in the evenings and I should trade during the day and I should sleep a little bit less and I should you know plan my meals ahead cool that all makes sense and then will they do it no they fucking won't they'll just carry on watching Love Island and then go to bed and then they're still in the same position so yeah I think that it's all individual but it's not as difficult as people think and you have to just do what makes sense um, but then at some point make the jump and that's it and then if it doesn't work go and get a job it's not that difficult if you learn to trade and you decide to go full time you go full time it's not working out you should have six months of money behind you so you should be alright you get four months in and you go haven't made any money this isn't working you've got two months to find a job and then you go back to the drawing board you know it's not complicated it's not rocket science and you just sometimes have to do things you don't want to do if you've had four months off work you're not going to want to go and get a job but you have to because you're not making any money so go and get a job go and get a job that's the that's the that's what we're taking from this and I, I agree with you there and when you said about obviously how bad you want it and people that go home they have all the excuses they don't have time they've got to do this they've got to see their I know their wife or something or they'll get angry <laughs> um, I'd say if you don't actually have time then you clearly don't want to do it because no no I, I I agree with that it's like it's like when people say oh I don't have time to do exercise you have time to do anything you want like you could wake up an hour earlier go sleep an hour later you always have time if you actually want something if you actually want to do something uh, well or to be the best at something I know it's probably going to sound like some motivational video isn't it no, it's, it's, but yeah. it's, it's, it's literally true like you're working however many hours then back mm. working more hours on forex and obviously you saw the potential mm. early but you've obviously got to have the balance as well 
So moving on to that, how now do you balance like social life? Because I know people like trading is sometimes seen as you stay in your bedroom, you just trade at the charts all day, or uh, like the people in London, like the traders, the finance people, the stressed out, they resort to, I don't know, drinking, drugs, that sort of thing. Kind of like Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, sort of, yeah. So how would you advise like a, a Forex trader? Not one of those people that are like, let's say you trade from home, how would you balance your social life with your trading life? Let's let's say learning and whilst you're profitable. Because obviously they're two different situations. Because learning, yeah, I think learning, that's when you should put in all the time. Yeah. So you, you can sit at the charts for 10, 12 hours a day. But if you're, yeah, and I'd say now, I know you you trade differently to me, yeah. but I probably don't even go on a charts ten hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, but that's obviously the trading style. So how would you say to people on, and your own experiences? How would you manage your personal life along with like business and trading to get like that sort of nice balance? The balance is always going to be hard to make, especially with certain mindsets, because not everybody has like, like even even my friends my friends are all very very motivational to me and and it's that thing of so i have a friend who who works uh, a job he's not a trader he works a job but he works very very hard he makes a lot of money and he will go to work on monday morning and he'll come back on thursday evening so it's fucking hard work right um i have joel for example if i wake up at six o'clock in the morning i'm like oh, joel's probably up already you know my, my group are very like but but sometimes you go into a zone where you're like, I don't want to speak to you. I don't want to speak to you. I don't want to speak to you. I, I need to get my head in the right place, um, which is fine. And But it's very hard to find that balance. Very, very hard to find that balance. But I think the one of the best ways to do it is, uh, I said this on my Instagram and I was actually trying to remember it for today as well, was people forget when you're trading that it's a, it's a job. It's a, it's a real job and you're trying to do something that people go to uni and, and study you're trying to do a job that people have back offices they have risk departments they have managers they have four people sitting at a trading desk with them and we're just one person trying to do all of that so you have to really take it seriously and go i've had a long week i'm gonna go for a drink because i need to go, i need to go for a drink go you know you, you, even if you're sitting and you're thinking man i don't want to see anyone i've had a shit week trading blah, blah blah if you spend your whole life like that it's possible it's very possible to go to be three years in and, and really not have a social life and really it will just make things worse it really really will if you go right I don't want to go and see those people because it's distracting and you know they won't understand and whatever blah, blah, blah. I get that but to a certain extent if you go and you go and play football I don't care what you do you know but you go and do something normal you'll come back and you'll feel more refreshed your psychology is then going to be better everything's going to work better that's why if you go into to uh, uh, London in the evening, the amount of fucking finance guys that are out having a drink, they, they're, all, they're always out having a drink because by the time they go home, they've, de- they've decompressed from their day, they've, they've wound down, they've had their drink, they've laughed about a stupid thing during the day or they've whatever and it keeps them human, it keeps them reminding themselves that it's just a job, you know, and trading is also just a job. It is a great job and it is, you know, you can be very passionate about it and, a lot, and we all are most of us traders are very passionate about it it's all we care about it's all we think about but at some point you've still got to see people and you've still got to live your life and some some of us have kids not me I don't have kids I don't know why I said us 
fucking worrying I might do who knows yeah, yeah. Um, but um, you know you, you've still got to live your life and, and I think it's very important when you're learning to remember that you are learning and you do need to put the time in you cannot go well I'm learning but I'm going to give myself the afternoon off because I've done lots of hard work and be a little bitch you know I'm going to go to sleep and stuff like that but uh, that's a different that's a different stage to when you are profitable so to speak if that's a real thing and you are in a normal routine and it's a normal thing and you're living your life and it is now moving you know what I mean when you're learning your life is on pause to a certain extent because you're like right I, I'm not you know I'm not living it I'm preparing myself for it I'm learning for it so it's on pause and then when when it's when it starts not being on pause it's very easy to stay in the same mindset of oh I need, still need to be you know studying every day at the charts and blah, 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 I don't want to go for drinks I can't afford it you, you might even be able to afford it and you still think like, I'm like that I still think in my head ah oh, like £10.50 for cigarettes fucking so expensive stupid I can afford them like you know it's fine um, so sometimes you do have to remind yourself to adjust that mindset to this is work it's a job I have to have my balance I have to live my life and, and I think that's very important but it's just a case of trying to identify it and I I said it in my video about you know when you get to the end of the week you have to identify I hope I'm holding that close enough chaos you have to identify how you need to react to your week do you need to go out and have a drink do you need to not go out and have a drink and watch a film and have ice cream you know and when it, it's all it's again it's all moving it's all changing all the time you know it's all individual you know there's nothing I can't say to someone on today's Sunday right I can't say to them right on Friday go for a drink you'll feel better on so I don't have a clue what they're going to feel like or who it is or you know and people don't either you have to just try and figure it out how you feel this is the other thing journaling will help with that because you'll go right I feel like this oh, okay that's how I feel so now you can go and combat it and that will help so, so yeah, yeah journaling yeah <laughs> Do you have any sort of like hobbies or certain things you do? Let's say you've had a bad week. What would you then do? I know you said um, you, in your example, had a bad week, don't want to speak to anyone. Is that obviously true to yourself as well? Because uh, I know some people, they might play sports. They might, I don't know, go with their family. Is there any sort of things that, that you found have helped you in like rough sort of times in your trading? I tell you the first thing that helps is having other traders that are mates that's a massive 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 thing because and I always refer to Joel because Joel and I are very very close and we speak all the time and we uh, uh, trade similarly and we're very similar minds so we've, we're two peas in a pod and you get to the end of the week and, and uh, we can moan to each other about our week for five minutes and then laugh and it's done finished that's it that's your that's all you need you know but if you don't have that it might take you a day of lying in bed and being oh fuck this trading shit man blah 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 whatever um, so for, for me I don't really get any more the kind of I can't speak to anyone blah 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 and I actually had to work quite hard to change that so I had people staying here for the last few months um, I've, I, I haven't been on my own for other reasons I'm always with people around me I'm you know for safety and whatever but um, it's led me to have to be around people when I'm trading like I'll be up here and I'm like stressed out and I'm like oh fuck it I don't want to see anyone but I've got mates downstairs so when I get downstairs they're there so I've had to push myself through that um, 
so now I don't so much go into that kind of zone. I kind of I'm, I'm quite good now at going life. You know, I go for a drink and I'll and I'll play Xbox or whatever. But I I like to I like to go ice skating, which is great fun. Joel likes going ice skating as well, so sharing that with everyone. Um, but squash squash is brilliant. Fucking love squash. Uh, it's just a great sport. I haven't been able to play it in a while, uh, mostly because my rackets are always in Joel's car and his boot, and I never see them. So every time I want to go, he's like, "Ah, oh, sorry, mate." But anyway, yeah, squash, squash, uh, ice skating, cigarettes and whiskey, cigars, that do it. GTA, Xbox, um, but most of all, having having mates that traders. I think that going back to that is is the most important thing if you're a trader because it is so fucking lonely that it's a joke. And when you have someone else that's a trader, just changes everything for you. It feels more like work than it does everything. Do you know what I mean? You lose a trade and it feels like the end of the world. It feels like everything. But if you have a friend that's a trader and you go, I fucking lost that today. They go, oh yeah, it feels like work. It feels like you're talking to a work colleague. It feels like, you know, it's so much better. Um, And that's actually why I enjoy having someone up here that trades because we'll just work through the day as if we're in the office. It's like having you up here now. We're talking about this and it's, nice to be around someone that is in the same industry and most of the time traders you're not around people that are in the same industry you're really not you might have someone on instagram that you talk to but you might not meet them and then that's separate or they might trade differently to you and you're not in tune with each other you know it's very just try and find someone that's um on the same wavelength as you is is always going to be the best way to balance stuff if that was the question you asked i don't know but anyway yeah do you think having trader friends is the, like, the main reason it's good is because they've experienced what you're going through as well. Like you can help them with like maybe they're going through a losing period and you've gone through a losing period. This is what helped you. You can help them. And obviously they can, you can relate to them. They can relate to you. And obviously you have common interests because, you know, I guess you both trade. So uh, let's say like, Let's say I went through a losing streak and the only people around me were normal people, like normal, normal working people, you know. Non traders. Yeah, that's what, what, let's cut that bit out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's say all the people around you are non traders, right? And you say, oh, I lost 10 grand this week, let's say. How are they going to help? They're not going to be able to help in any way. You know, 10 grand to them is going to be like, serious amount of money but let's say it's another trader they're like yeah well, i lost 10 grand last week too it's like it's fine isn't it like it's just part of trading but then if you have a mix of both i think it's quite good as well because sometimes you do want to just switch off from trading but then if it if you just have trading friends the only thing you like always end up talking about is trading so then you don't ever see anything outside of like the trading industry because you're always talking or you're always looking on social media or oh, what's this trading company doing what's happening in the markets here how much is this guy making but then just so you go out with like a non-trader the day after where you can talk about the normal world like what's actually going on like what's happening with them or something like that so i think it's, it's kind of good to have a balance as well but definitely trading friends helps a lot and if you're learning as well you have no one to talk to you can just go down like yeah yeah you can i'd say 
obviously you want to be like a man island sort of thing don't you where you, you don't want to be like okay this guy's buying i'm i'm looking at the sell i'm going to change my analysis yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what a lot of people do when they're learning and obviously if you're a full-time trader then it's a lot different because you know okay my thing works his thing works that's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. if he's buying i'm selling it's fine one of us is gonna be right he might be looking for 10 pips i might be looking for 100 pips exactly um so yeah i uh just off that last bit because that's interesting i had a, a friend of mine here trading this week and uh we were we were we were working i was in twice it happened i was in buy and he was waiting for a sell i bought made money he sold make money like blah, blah. and we were like after we were like let's back test this let's test you know in case we can start but anyway uh that's just funny because that's true but but the balance of having trader friends and non-trader friends they're both so important you are so fucking right in saying that and that is such a smart thing to, to point out because